God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. There are many different types of sports throughout the world, each sport having its own rules and its own set of strategies that, if properly executed, will bring victory. While in training for any sport, there is a need to know the basics of that sport, the fundamentals of how to play. Without knowing and doing the basics, there is little hope for victory. What are the steps to victory in life? What are the strategies? What are the fundamentals? What are the basics that we need to be able to bring about victory in our lives? And in the game of life, another question arises, how do we define victory? In today's episode, I will be delving into the steps to victory. Give a listen. At this time of the season, there is football and basketball and golf and cricket and several other types of sports being played. No matter what type of sport, each player must be physically fit and mentally alert and understand the rules of the sport. They train physically and mentally and they practice and they practice and they practice. When everyone functions at the top of their game, victory within reach. The challenge is there is an opponent that has been doing the same thing. So what exactly are the steps to victory? What's the process to get from here to there? What are the steps and how do I prepare? Do I think it through or start with prayer? What are the steps to bring victory? He promised me a future and a hope. Knowing this promise gives me power to cope. Looking to him, he puts everything into scope. He shows me the steps to victory. So now it's time to work on a plan, to move forward and know the demands. He has given me his Holy Spirit to understand, to know the steps that bring victory. In the New Testament, there are three different analogies that describe some of the qualities to be a follower of Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3-6 through six. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully, the husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits." There are three different disciplines here. One is to be a soldier, the next is to be an athlete, and the third is to be a husbandman or farmer. Throughout the New Testament, there are details for how to be the best in each of these disciplines. In respect to being a soldier, we are told here that the soldier must first endure hardness. Paul goes on to say that the soldier must not be entangled with the affairs of this life. When a soldier is deployed to protect a region or participate in a battle, there are things they must give up. They cannot be entangled with the affairs or business of regular life. They are no longer a civilian. They have committed themselves to serve their country. They live far from home many times without the niceties or pleasantries of civilian life. Being able to give up certain things 
to please the one who has chosen you to be a soldier is a step towards victory. A soldier must learn to live for the good of others and not just for themselves. A soldier serves. The requirements to be a soldier may be physically demanding, but the mental aspect outweighs everything. One can be in the top physical condition, but still fail because their mindset is negative or fearful. Paul continues talking about those who strive for the masteries. That's the way the King James Version translates the word athleo. I think you can guess what English word we get from this Greek word. In the ancient games of Greece, the winner received a crown of laurel leaves. They also received benefits from the city or state they represented. But they could not be crowned unless they were to strive or compete lawfully. There are rules to the game. And there are rules to training. One cannot be lazy. One cannot overindulge one's physical appetites. Athletes must again be physically fit and mentally sharp. Many athletes will tell you the contest is ultimately won in the mind. How do you mentally approach your opponent? How do you mentally endure the race or contest? If you look at your opponent and think he's better than you, you have lost. Our adversary, the devil, is a deceiver and a liar. He's also a loser. Jesus Christ defeated death and the grave and the devil in the resurrection. You are fully identified in that victory. Now you are more than a conqueror. Now you are a new creation. Remembering your identity is perhaps one of the greatest steps to victory in all things. Lastly, here in 2 Timothy, Paul speaks of the husbandman and simply says that he that labors must first be partaker of the fruit. The key is in the word labor. Being a farmer is not easy. It can be backbreaking work. It's long hours. The word labor expresses the idea of working to the point of fatigue or exhaustion. Being victorious is not accomplished by a random or sporadic training schedule. You must be faithful and intentional in training. Your homework is to study Ephesians chapter 6 to learn more about being a soldier. And you need to study 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 to the end of the chapter to learn about being an athlete. Each of these sections of scripture give you multiple keys to victory. Taking to yourself the whole armor of God gives you both defensive and offensive abilities. Concerning the athlete, Paul said, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. The goal is to win, to obtain the prize, the crown. Paul's instruction is to so run that you may win. Are you playing the game to win it, or are you just spectating? And as being a husbandman or a farmer, consider the parable of the sower. What type of ground are you planting in? The type of ground is the quality of your heart. Is your heart hard? Is your heart full of rocks? Is your heart full of weeds? Or do you have a soft heart that is ready to receive the seed of the word and bring forth fruit? How much of the word of God have you planted in your heart? This is another 
absolutely required step to being victorious. I have spoken much about the mental requirements of these disciplines, and the bottom line is the word must be hidden within our heart. We must rejoice at his word as one that finds great spoil. We must meditate in the word day and night. Not everyone can be physically fit as an Olympian, but everyone can mentally train their mind and emotions and will so that they can be victorious in the challenges they face. What's the process to get from here to there? What are the steps and how do I prepare? Do I think it through or start with prayer? What are the steps to bring victory? I mentioned before random or sporadic training. That will not lead to victory. Therefore, we must become intentional, and the way to do that is by planning. Consider this parable in Luke chapter 14, verses 28 through 30. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he hath sufficient to finish it? Lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and was not able to finish. For which of you, intending to be victorious in the race of life, doesn't first sit down and consider the cost of spending time reading and meditating upon the Word, worshiping God in the Spirit, having quiet time with the Lord, and spending time praying for others? I just read verses 28 through 30, but let's take a look at the verse before them, verse 27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Are you willing to pay the price? Victory comes at a cost. Much of that cost is how we spend our time. The Greek word that is translated disciple literally means a learner. Most students in school spend multiple hours a day, five days a week, studying and receiving instruction. Are we students of the Lord? Will we get a diploma or will we flunk out? Fortunately, we are not alone in our training for the race of life. There's a great section of scripture in Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus invites us to come to him for help. Matthew 11:28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Greek word for labor in verse 28 is the same Greek word used for the husbandman in Second Timothy, working to the level of exhaustion. Here are a number of steps to victory. First of all, we need to go to Jesus. And the way it's written in the Greek, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. Come here now. And when we go to Jesus, he promises that he will give us rest. Then Jesus instructs us to take his yoke upon ourselves and learn of him. The word learn here is the root word of the word used back in Luke that was translated disciple. Jesus is our coach. He is our teacher. He is within us to enable us to walk in victory. He promised me a future and a hope, 
knowing this promise gives me power to cope. Looking to him, he puts everything into scope. He shows me the steps to bring victory. There are so many promises scattered throughout the Bible that give us the power and the authority and the permission to be victorious. Turning our hearts towards the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit connects us and empowers us to victory. As we build our relationship with them, we will walk in freedom and in light. A true, vital, spiritual relationship with God is victory. This is my 44th podcast for the year. Each podcast has given you insights into walking in freedom and victory. Now it's time to continue to meditate in these truths and be empowered by these truths to see God's faithfulness to fulfill his promises. There's no magic wand. There's no easy path. We must, as Jesus said, take his yoke upon us and learn of him. We must put forth the effort to practice the presence of God and be in a right relationship with him. The Father has reconciled us to himself through Jesus. We have the ultimate victory of eternal life. Now it's time to receive Jesus into our heart in fullness as Savior and Lord and live the more than abundant life. You have the keys to victory at your fingertips and within your mouth. So now it's time to work on a plan, to move forward and know the demands. He has given me his Holy Spirit to understand, to know the steps that bring victory. God is good and God is faithful. God is love and God is light. God is your Father and Jesus is your brother. The Holy Spirit is your comforter and teacher and guide. You already have the ultimate victory over death and the grave. Start living it now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all who have heard this, and I ask you to lift them up to you that they can receive comfort and be stirred within their hearts to claim the steps of victory for themselves, that they can step out and step forward and step up out of the traps of the devil. Thank you for your love being evident within our lives. Please open our eyes to your goodness and your love. Thank you for your patience and your presence with us all at all times. In Jesus' name.